Episode 23. What is the difference between a broker, a financial planner, an investment advisor, a registered rep, and a financial advisor? Welcome to Retirement Tactical Money Management. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a master's in business administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Episode 23. So what is the difference between a broker, financial planner, investment advisor, registered rep, and a financial advisor? You know, you hear all these terms out there about who a person is or what he does in the financial industry, but it's hard to understand and it truly is difficult to discern the difference between these financial advisors. Okay, so uh, let's explain it. First off, all of these people that I just mentioned above can be put into a category of call of what we call a financial advisor. Now there is a difference between a financial advisor and an insurance agent. And the difference is is that financial advisors typically recommend securities and insurance agents recommend insurance. Now what's funny about this is that insurance can cloud this whole object of what a person does or or how he uh, invests money for a client or a customer and uh, it's a little bit cloudy but I'm gonna try to to, to uh, make it clear for you so first let's let me just say this on one side of your paper if you're taking notes put financial advisor and above that put the word securities on the other side of the paper put the word insurance agent and then above that put insurance not securities or let me say it a different way insurance not investments because insurance is not investment it's insurance and let's be clear about that alright so now let's jump into this and talk about what a broker is Typically, a broker means the word stockbroker, and they normally work for a major, they call them wirehouses or investment house or major firm. And many stockbrokers are commission-based, uh, some are fee-based. The, the trend is starting to be fee-based, but some of them don't really actually manage money today. Some of them diversify your money, so they give you advice, they diversify your money. And the biggest thing to understand about a stockbroker is they typically, there are discount brokers as well, but they typically uh, work for, you know, most of the stockbrokers work for major firms and they give research, but there's discount firms too. So there's uh, uh, other discount firms, for example, are Charles Schwab and Fidelity Investments. And I have to disclose that uh, they are our custodians for our our clients, uh, they have assets at, at uh, Charles Schwab and at 
Fidelity Investments. Uh, those are our uh, custodians uh, that we have our client assets in. But a typical broker, uh, now we are not a broker, we're an a investment advisor, and I'll explain that in a minute. But a typical broker acts in the best interests of the firm. So their fiduciary responsibility is to the firm first. Now, that has been a debate about this word fiduciary, and I'll do another podcast about what a fiduciary is. But typically, just real quick, it means that they ask and act in the best interest of the clients. But that came about because about really about charges and fees. So um, a broker typically works for one of the major firms and is commission-based and fee-based. And what's funny is many of them sub-advise to a money manager. Now, we are a, a pure money manager, so we pick the stocks and bonds, but many of them will have sub-advise so they may put your money with a money manager but then on top of that they'll charge an extra fee over the top of that because they have to make money too so the firm has to make money the broker has to make money and then the actual money manager has to make money so you know they all have to pay the bills at home things like that but and then they may use mutual funds uh, typically a broker at one of the major firms is also insurance license as well. So he can sell you insurance. He can sell you tax deferred annuities, life insurance, and things like that. And that's typically a broker. And they also typically, many of the brokers have many, many clients. Uh, so they uh, may have a book of business that they have anywhere from 300 to to maybe a thousand or more different accounts which represents anywhere from 100 to say up to 500 different customers just depends on it some of them have teams they have groups but basically they diversify your money in different investments and I'm not going to say that they really manage your money in my opinion and but typically they use a buy and hold strategy so one of the key things also on your paper is that do they have you should should write down as as a note do they have so many customers that they uh, manage money strategically or they use a buy and hold strategy or they have so many customers that they can't sell when the stock market goes down so you know one of my beefs about many brokers is that many of them will if you call up and ask them to sell out of something they'll talk you into not selling and the reason is is because they don't have discretion and they don't have time to go through all their clients and selling if the stock market moves so what they do is in my opinion they try to use more of a shotgun approach of diversifying your money and buy and hold just hope it works out I call that the buy and hope method so anyway but uh, they're typically strategic money managers, not tactical money managers such as us. And strategic means they use a broad asset base to investing your money instead of uh, tactically investing your money. But again, many are commission-based and they are moving into fee-based and have sub-advisors. So that's what a broker is. Now, is can a broker be called a financial advisor? The answer is yes, he can be called a financial advisor. Can a broker be called an insurance agent? Yes, he can be called an insurance agent as well. 
Can a broker be a financial planner? Yes. So now let's move into the next category, financial planner. What is a financial planner? Now all of these can be thrown under the category financial advisor because they are advising you. So we use the term financial advisor as kind of a broad category for everyone. But specifically, they're a broker. Now, there's also another term before I get to financial pl uh, planner. I want to talk about the word RR, registered rep. And the word RR means that they're a representative of a major firm. So a broker can also be considered a registered rep, an RR. That's another term that they use for a stockbroker. All right. Now, now let's move into financial planning. Can a broker be a financial planner? Yes, they can. If they take several courses, they can be what's called a certified financial planner. And then once you become a certified financial planner, it's that's a designation that you have. It means that you've done uh, taken more courses and you're using typically the financial planning standards of investing people's money. Now, I have kind of a beef with uh, financial planning standards because if you look at one of my other podcasts on age discrimination, uh, the financial planning uh, process says that the older you are, that the uh, less risk you should take. As a result, many financial planners put bonds or overweight bonds in retirement accounts. Now, if the stock market's moving up and interest rates are moving up, government bonds will lose money in a retiree's portfolio. So let me just tell you a quick story on that. I had a, uh, she's a customer of mine now, and uh, but uh, uh, when I met her, she was overweighted in government bonds and the stock market was moving up. So she was losing more money. So we immediately got the portfolio and corrected it into more blue chip stocks and then kind of solved the problem. So that's a problem with financial planning is once you follow the financial planning rules is that uh, it's typically, I call it, a, there's age discrimination or, or age weighting in certain portfolios. But it's funny, in the state of New York, financial planners are typically considered, are called insurance agents because they sell a lot of insurance. Now, especially if you're listening to many podcasts, Many of the podcasts and many of the financial planners will pitch tax-deferred annuities. And they'll specifically pitch indexed annuities. Now, those are insurance products. So, can you be an insurance agent and be a certified financial planner? Yes. Can you be, if you're a financial planner, can you not be a uh, securities hold your securities license or invest in securities the answer is yes and it's it's really sad but many of these uh, financial planners on these podcasts talk about income guaranteed income uh, and all of that those are annuities you should stay away from that in my opinion um, uh, we don't sell uh, tax deferred annuities at our firm we're uh, investment advisor registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas. And we think that that's not in the best interest of a client. So uh, we're not an insurance agent. But it's funny that sometimes some of the insurance agents will call themselves um, investment advisors. If, that, if they do, that's a violation 
of the securities regulation. They're not allowed to call themselves uh, investment advisors because they're not. They're insurance agents and they sell insurance. And keep that in mind whenever they're talking about insurance or they're talking about insurance as an investment. Keep in mind insurance is not an investment. Insurance is insurance. There's a difference between investments and insurance. And insurance is insurance. It's not an investment. So keep that in mind if you're taking notes. So many financial planners, unfortunately, uh, sell these these uh, indexed annuities uh, to customers and have them annuitize them. And in my opinion, that's a crime. They take advantage of many of the seniors and elderly people. Now, there are good financial planners out there. And some of them do work in the best interests of a customer. But beware. If you see the word financial planner, uh, automatically, I would say um, you need to ask them, do they carry their insurance license? And if they do, beware if they start pitching a uh, an annuity to you because you know they're in my opinion they're doing it for the commission and they're not actually working in the best interest of a client so again on the security side there are financial planners uh, and they're typically hopefully you know securities based and if they don't pitch you a lot of tax deferred annuities then I think they may be working uh, in your best interest all right so is a financial planner considered an investment advisor? The answer is yes. A financial planner is also an investment advisor if he has his security licensed or a registered investment advisor. If a financial planner does not have their securities license, they cannot be considered an investment advisor. And then a financial planner is an insurance agent. So I have seen that out there. I have seen uh, insurance agents take get their CFP and they they still only sell insurance they don't sell securities but yet some of them may call themselves investment advisor that's a violation of the regulation keep that in mind so when you see financial planner I would automatically assume in my opinion that they sell insurance and you need to ask them if they don't. But so far, I have never met a financial planner who doesn't sell uh, insurance. Someday I'll meet one. I just haven't met one yet. All right. Now let's talk about investment advisor. Now, uh, you also he will hear the word financial consultant. That's another term uh, many of them use. The word consulting means that they consult to you. So typically, if you hear the word financial consultant, they're typically a stockbroker. All right, that's typically what they are, or they fall under registered rep. When you hear the word financial consultant, they're typically a stockbroker and typically commission based as well. Now, the word consultant can be used in many fields, you know, oil and gas and different. Anybody can be a consultant. But when you put the word financial consultant in front of it, then it typically means you're typically a stockbroker. Now the word investment advisor is uh, typically it means registered investment advisor, but actually any individual such as a lawyer, a CPA can be called your investment advisor. So investment advisor is kind of a broad term that covers everyone. 
Um, you can have a good friend could be called your investment advisor if you want if you want to be call him your investment advisor but typically an insurance agent is not considered an investment advisor he's an insurance agent and so but an investment advisor is a registered investment advisor and um, they sell securities some are fee-based some are not fee-based in our case we have discretion and we are fee-based so at our firm we do not uh, collect commissions at all zero we collect no commissions on any of our um, in in our money management we have four strategies and we're just fee based so the advantage of that is for once in your life your investment advisor which is ourselves and you sit on the right side of the table as you are successful in the performance of your uh, portfolio we are successful as well so if if you if your performance isn't as well then we get penalized as well uh, under that same under that same situation so it works well because we're completely fee based uh, and based on the value of your portfolio but anyway so we are a registered investment advisor in uh, four different states and you just typically can call us investment advisors and then there's a uh, again insurance agent and I, I want to point that out again if an insurance agent is an insurance agent he needs to call himself an insurance agent and let me just tell you a quick story so um, I had gone to see this individual I was referred to him and they had told me that he had a lot of tax deferred annuities and um, I was hoping they wouldn't be indexed tax deferred annuities but unfortunately they were and I said who sold you these and I met, met the guy this was in Texas and I said who sold you these and he said oh he goes uh, two investment advisors sold them to me I says investment advisors I said let me look at these and they were pure insurance products they were indexed equity index tax deferred annuities which is a pure fixed income insurance product and I said do they sell anything else he goes no no they sell these indexed annuities to everyone now in the state of Texas you're not allowed to sell more than uh, uh, you, you can't have when you sell things to a customer in the state of Texas you can't sell more than 50% of his asset liquid assets and put them in tax deferred annuities and what what's crazy is is that they put more than 80% of this guy's money in tax deferred annuities I mean it was such a crime and I said I said to this guy I said these guys aren't investment advisors they're insurance agents and he sat there and he, and he stood there and he just argued with me and I said look I can prove it these are not investment products and he thought they were tied to the stock market to the S&P 500 I said they're not and I even turned to the page and in big bold print it said these are not uh, tied or in any way uh, affiliated you know or uh, invested in securities in the S&P 500 and Dow Jones and I said there it's insurance and then I turned to the page and I showed him on the prospectus uh, how much interest and I think it was paying like just just above 1% less than 2% on the insurance and it was really sad because they turned around and they had him put more money 
in these uh, index tax deferred annuities. Such a crime. The, the guy was a, a senior, uh, over 65 years of age, and these guys selling it called themselves investment advisors. They weren't. They were insurance agents, and um, they sat next to him in church. Very sad story, but my point is, is that remember this, that insurance is insurance. If they sell you tax-deferred annuity, let me tell you there's two kinds of tax-deferred annuities. And either take notes, write this down, or file this in your brain. There's a variable tax-deferred annuity, and there's a fixed annuity. A variable tax-deferred annuity, the word variable, think of the stock market going up and down, but that means that they are invested in securities like mutual funds inside the insurance product, the tax-deferred annuity. And then, and so in that particular case, the actual insurance agent can be called an investment advisor because he is licensed to sell securities inside the tax-deferred annuity. So he can call himself an investment advisor even though he's an insurance agent because he's selling securities. Now, securities inside a tax-deferred annuity are governed uh, by the SEC, Security Exchange Commission, and they actually force the insurance company to put the money in trust. So if the tax-deferred annuity goes under, you still have your money in trust. For example, let's say you have 100000 in a tax-deferred annuity, and they offer you all these different fancy things, uh, you know, riders and, and death benefits and everything like that. But then let's say the stock market goes down to, say, $90,000. Now, let's say the insurance company goes belly up, goes bankrupt. Well, because the, um, the securities were put in trust, you still get your 90000 Now, you don't get your 100000 you lost 10000 but you still get your money uh, in the tax-deferred annuity, which is put in trust in the variable tax-deferred annuity. Now let's talk about a fixed annuity. Now the worst kind are, are equity index fixed annuities. And the word equity typically means stock, but they tie the fixed annuity, which is a fixed product, it's pure insurance, and they tie it to an index like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones. Now, the sad thing is, is that typically the um, customer thinks that their money is in the stock market and they're getting stock market performance. But in reality is they don't. Um, it, it's, it's a long story. I'll give another uh, podcast on equity indexed uh, annuities, fixed annuities. But it's pure just insurance. It's not tied to the stock market at all. So the money is not put in trust. So if you say you put 100000 in this example in the equity indexed fixed annuity and the insurance company goes under, you can lose a majority of your principal. So um, many of the insurance agents will tell you, oh, well, we have a law in our state that says that if an insurance company goes under, another insurance company will buy them out. But reality is is they will not buy you out a dollar on a dollar. I mean, it'll be somewhere between 15 cents and 25 cents on the dollar. My impression is, is the highest I've ever seen was 35 cents on the dollar. So think about that. You can lose a majority, if not all, of your money if you put your money in a fixed annuity 
and the insurance goes under. The money is not in trust. Your money is completely exposed. It is not guaranteed. And they'll tell you it is, but it is not. Because who guarantees it? Guarantees an insurance company. They're a corporation. They can go belly up. Your insurance is not guaranteed. Remember that. If you hear the word guaranteed in the financial industry, there is no such thing as guarantee in the financial markets. Every investment in the financial markets has risk. Even the safest investment here in the United States, which is the U.S. Treasury, has interest rate risk. So there's some kind of risk. But especially annuities. Annuities are not guaranteed. In your mind, the word guaranteed means you get all your money back. But most of these, you put 100000 in, you try to take your money out in the first year, you get hit with a penalty. In other words, if you get hit with a penalty, you lose some of your principal. If you lose some of your principal in the first year that you try to get your money back, then your money is not guaranteed. Get what I mean? It's not guaranteed. You lose money. Okay? So, keep that in mind. Uh, but hopefully I've told you the difference between a broker, financial planner, investment advisor, registered rep, financial advisor, financial consultant, and an insurance agent. That concludes my podcast. We have a short uh, commercial at the end and some disclosures. Take a listen. Have a good day. If you are unhappy with your retirement portfolio's performance and would like a second opinion, I invite you to take advantage of a special offer for our podcast listeners. A free second opinion investment portfolio analysis is available to you at no charge. The second opinion compares fees and conducts a performance analysis. Please visit the Cantu Tactical Wealth Management website and complete the contact form on the contact tab to get started. Or feel free to call 305-491-0447 for immediate second opinion help. The firm is a fiduciary and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a master's in business administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Over 10 years ago, he created Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, which actively balances and selects investments based on a tactical approach rather than the traditional strategic management method. Instead of the buy and hold philosophy, he believes in the pursuit of finding investments showing momentum, performance regardless of the direction of the market. His experience includes IRA accounts, 401k rollovers, trusts, endowments, defined benefit plans, 403bs, and 401k plans. Additionally, he served as a night college instructor for seniors, teaching high net worth retirement and estate planning for 14 years. Podcast views and personal opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation. Investing has risk of loss and you should consult with your own advisors for any financial decisions. Cantu Tactical Wealth Management 
and Joe Cantu are a fiduciary firm and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice and money management.